Hello everyone. Thank you for joining me on another episode of our podcast today. We are available on Spotify, Google Podcast as well as Apple Podcast. So if you or your friends are really interested in learning about healing journeys, this is the podcast for you. And uh, we're going to be sharing so many different stories and today too I have another story, another person. You know, she has become my friend. She's always been such a person who's inspiring in so many different ways. Um, she's an entrepreneur today, and I've had the honor of working with her. And so I'm going to introduce to you Pooja. And so she is now a culinary nutritionist. And uh, this, of course, started with her own health journey. And we're going to talk about that. And uh, she's going to share about her history as well as her life and how today her life is and what this health journey became. And another thing that I also want to mention here is so many times, you know, we go through so many different difficulties in our life. It could be health difficulties. It could be life difficulties, challenges. And I often think that, you know, these are all opportunities for us to learn and grow. And Pooja is here an example of that. You know, she didn't really go through all of that difficulty with her health and think of it as, oh my God, here I am a victim. Instead, she actually became a victor from that. And uh, so another inspiring story for you of how, you know, if she can heal, you can heal too. So let me introduce you to Pooja. Hello, Pooja. Hi, Soumya. Thank you so much for having me here. And I'm really excited to share my journey. And I hope that it will help many, many people understand. And that is what my goal is, mm -hmm. or you can say that is my dream mm -hmm. to help many people. Mm -hmm. And I don't want how, what all struggles I did. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any help, any support initially mm -hmm. for many, many years. And I want to let people know yes. that it's possible and food is medicine. Yes. That is what I feel. And I have seen that in my life. Mm hmm I agree. I will start from when I was about eight or nine years old. Uh -huh. So my dad is a physician mm -hmm. uh, practicing allopathic medicine back in India. And as I remember, I was always been like, I was always told to be a doctor. Uh -huh. So it was always medicine, medicine, medicine in my yeah. house. So since when I was little, I used to get a lot of allergic reactions to mm -hmm. things like I remember more of hives mm -hmm. so i will go in the sun so always mom will say no no take umbrella take mm -hmm. your glass sunshades and a hat or something if it is it was too hot i will get a lot of hives mm -hmm. and also on different places like if i'm wearing a bangle or a watch i will get like all that area will be either some kind of eczema mm -hmm. or little little small kind of acne kind of things it will surround it and mm -hmm. it will itch as of I remember, I was on cetrazine, which is more... Um, an antihistamine. Anti, yeah, antihistamine. Anti yeah. anti all the time. Mm -hmm. All the time. Mm -hmm. Of course, it was easily available, right? Okay. <laughs> so it was easily available. And, you know, you just... And that's, again, another thing that I want our listeners to kind of understand as well as how your body was trying to tell you... And probably you may not have understood that, but you know, your parents do that there is something happening, your body, your immune system is reacting to something instead of actually masking it. You know, if something else was done to heal it, it may have been so much easier because you're, you were young, you know, when you're little, obviously things are so much easier than when it forms layers after layers. So just something to always remember. So if you have a child 
who has some kind of allergic reaction, it may be something that you want to pay attention to and start looking at what could be contributing to it rather than just giving Zyrtec or Allegra or any kind of antihistamine because then you are just putting that layer in and there are more layers forming on top of it. And then when you do eventually get tired of it and get treated, it's going to be, you know, peeling away so many layers and it just becomes more complicated. Yeah, and I also remember while talking to you, I also used to get colds very often. Mm -hmm. And one of the triggers was yogurt. Mm -hmm. If I was eating any, and I used to love yogurt at that time, I will eat a spoon of yogurt and I will get a cold. Yeah. And actually, you know, it's funny you say that because I used to have the same problem. I used to love yogurt. I used to love milk. And I was a very poor eater as a child. And my mom used to get super upset with me because I would just literally be picking at, you know, one grain of, you know, rice at a time. So all she'll do is she'll give me a cup of milk to go to school before, you know, so that's what I would do every single morning. My breakfast was not food. It was milk. Because that's all I would be able to drink. Like, you know, if it was something that I could drink, it was easy, right? I didn't have to sit down and eat. So that's what I would do. And I would catch colds often as well at that time. And my father was a physician and he never knew that as well. And he never did anything about it either. So it's kind of interesting that we have kind of parallels going on here. Yes, yes. Eating wise, it was a little different. My mm-hmm. dad was very, very strict on eating. Mm-hmm. So we, I never liked milk. Mm-hmm. I, my mom used to say when I was two years old, I never had milk after mm-hmm. that. So it was only tea a little bit. And mm-hmm. that too was when I was in high school, mm-hmm. not before that. So it was different with the fruits and all. There were a lot of fruits and mm-hmm. things in my diet, but yogurt was my weakness. Right. And that was something with every time I will eat and I will get sick. Mm-hmm. So there was a ban on yogurt in my house. Oh, so they actually did figure that out though. That's they good. They figured it out. That's they good. knew. That's so good. there was a ban uh, that, okay, no yogurt in the house. If mm-hmm. she's asking yogurt, she will get sick. Okay. <laughs> so that was there. No ice cold waters were allowed in my house mm-hmm. because that was another thing. Mm-hmm. If I drink anything which mm-hmm. is ice cold, mm-hmm. I will get a throat infection. Mm-hmm. So that is also one thing which I remember now that I used to get very, very often mm-hmm. a cold. And mm-hmm. I used to get sick very, very often. Mm-hmm. That is, I think when I was in sixth or seventh grade, I was home for more than one or two months. Mm-hmm. Because I got jointes, I got I was really sick. Okay. So that was a journey. Mm-hmm. So that was all and uh, it was going on fine and uh, when I got married in 2002, Mm -hmm. that was the first time I came out alone. Mm -hmm. I was always in my hometown with my parents Mm -hmm. and they were taking care of me. Mm -hmm. Since then, 2002, I got married, came to a different city in India and after about seven or eight months, we came to US. Mm -hmm. First time alone, nobody here. Mm And that was, I can say that, I don't know, it was a good start mm-hmm. or a bad start, <laughs> but I learned a lot of things of because course. of that. Mm-hmm. I got pregnant in 2004. Mm-hmm. We were in the US again. We went back, came back in 2004 and I was all alone, no mm-hmm. friends, nobody mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And I had a very kind of, I was 25 years old with a very rough pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I was only four weeks pregnant mm-hmm. and I was throwing up. Like I was completely dehydrated. Mm-hmm. So my husband was begging the doctors to please see my wife. And we were just, just a month we were here. And the initial, every single doctor said, no, no, she's not even six weeks pregnant. We will not see her. This mm-hmm. and that. And so one doctor said yes. Mm-hmm. And we went. 
and after that he was like literally very thankful mm-hmm. even doctor himself was like i'm glad i saw you because you were completely dehydrated mm-hmm. at a four weeks pregnancy mm-hmm. there was a it would have uh, been a miscarriage uh-huh. Uh-huh. they kept me there and after that for all next two to three months mm-hmm. i was either hospitalized or i was on medications with a pump in my leg mm. with zofran pumping uh-huh. for hyperemesis mm-hmm. yeah because i mm-hmm. was i was not even able to keep up the mm-hmm. water in mm-hmm. so after so they said it's a very high risk pregnancy don't tell anybody about it till mm-hmm. now till it's 5 months mm-hmm. around that time they were able to get me off the pump but then i was on the pills mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was one something. So I throughout had. the pregnancy you had to take medications for your vomiting. Yes. Okay. And also I was not able to handle foods, I was not able to handle smells and mm-hmm. we were all alone. Mhm. And that was something which I regret today mm-hmm. that why I didn't had that much knowledge mm-hmm. or why we don't teach our children mm-hmm. those things. Even yes. though my dad was really really good right. with diet. Right. as i can say now right he was the most healthiest person and right. diet wise and everything right. but we were never taught right because we think that and i understand the same thing because that's true for me as well like you know my father was very good at buying fruits vegetables we had to eat our vegetables we had to eat our fruits and other than milk because he really believed milk was amazing <laughs> for our body so that was the only reason why milk was one thing that we used to buy 2 liters of every day for four people <laughs> so and we consumed 2 liters in a day so everybody was actually consuming almost you know uh, 16 ounces of you know milk or yogurt <laughs> or something in the day other than that he was actually awesome in all of that and i was actually always eating healthy and i definitely contribute to so much of my health today to those kinds of things but it wasn't again taught it wasn't told that we eat this way because of something but also in another way to think about it is back then you didn't eat another way most people ate that way because most people actually you know ate vegetables and fruits most people are also average or below average which means you didn't really eat a whole lot of fried foods or a whole lot of sweets those were all like kept for occasions right so i don't think in their mind they would have thought that this is something that they have to teach because this is normal there's nothing abnormal about it right but in today's world we actually have such big i think extremes right because you could actually be eating healthy and then you could just go out and eat and that in itself can actually turn out to be completely un- unhealthy because before it wasn't like that if you ate at home a specific food you can go out and eat the same food but now just so different so i think yeah. we actually have more of a responsibility to teach our children why we eat the way we eat than i think our parents did but it absolutely made a difference especially coming to another country i agree yes it was very different right it was very very different then my daughter was born with all that there was another thing to add when i was 7 months pregnant i started having contractions mm-hmm. so i was a, again on a different medicine wow. to stop yeah. the contractions mm-hmm. to stop the baby from coming until the ninth month start right so as soon as they stopped the my medicines in august and my daughter was born mm-hmm. in 3 weeks she was diagnosed with a milk protein allergy mm. she was very cranky and colic and all those things and again we were alone no mm-hmm. help so at that time i had no idea what how to stop the milk mm-hmm. it was a very very rough journey mm-hmm. now it's so much easy now right. when you go out you have so much weekend options and right. things and so many articles people right. talking about it right. but back then in 2005 yes. it was not i agree i mean there's so much more exposure now even conventional medical doctors have started talking about it but back then yeah. it was and they would think of people who actually said anything about food yeah. 
allergic to food as crazy pretty much yes and this yeah. was a very this was a specialty doctor we saw and mm-hmm. he was like you have to stop ghee because ghee also have the milk protein mm-hmm. and that was like a shocker what and how i will manage everything but everything right. had some kind of milk in it which right. that was the basic diet right. so it was very hard with the baby handling all that mm-hmm. till 6 months till till she turned 6 or 7 months until then i was completely vegan mm-hmm. super hard i had to mm-hmm. travel back home mm-hmm. nobody understood mm-hmm. what vegan is why mm-hmm. she's not eating ghee mm-hmm. why she's not eating milk mm-hmm. but it was very very rough mm-hmm. so when she was a year old mm-hmm. then they started my milk bag mm-hmm. i started feeding her and all mm-hmm. that and also they started her milk and i you started her on cow's milk as well yes. and you are yourself on cow's milk cow's okay uh huh The result was mm-hmm. I started gaining weight. Mm-hmm. I didn't had any pregnancy weight. Mm-hmm. I was back to my normal weight, and mm-hmm. even on my pregnancy, I didn't gain weight because I was throwing up so right, much. Right. So there was no weight gain. Mm-hmm. I was really weak. Mm-hmm. But the worst thing I I will say it's the worst thing mm-hmm. I did. From a hundred and ten pounds, mm-hmm. I came to a one forty pounds, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I keep on start get gaining weight slowly. It, it like it was a small slow journey, right. but I started gaining weight mm-hmm. after that. Since I started when she was a year old, two thousand six, I started gaining weight. We had a lot of stresses back home. Mm-hmm. We're traveling a lot to mm-hmm. back home and coming here. So two thousand eight, we moved to Arizona, and right before moving. Mm-hmm. Thing if I recall was December of two thousand seven. I started having severe back pain, mm-hmm. and one day I was giving bath to my daughter, mm-hmm. and I couldn't come up. Okay, I was wow. stuck. Oh my gosh! She was in my hand, and I was stuck, mm-hmm. screaming. Mm-hmm. And after that, for a while, it was like I was not able to wear any heels. Uh, I it was very hard for me to hold her and mm-hmm. walk, and even for small walks and all, it started. giving problems so mm-hmm. because we were moving it was all the packing going mm-hmm. on and also we were like my family doctor at that time suggested go see a chiropractor mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. so she told me that i my back is degenerating mm. wow and you were what 27 28 at that point in time i think so yeah, yeah. not more than that it's kind of crazy right like i mean at 27 28 if things are re- degenerating there is something yes. wrong with this whole picture yes i was 27 yeah. mm-hmm. i was 27 and uh, she thought that it was like the baby was too heavy and mm. was holding her mm. all the time it mm. might be the pregnant bad pregnancy and all those things and mm. i was lacking it but so i could i was only able to take one or two sessions from her and mm-hmm. we were moving and mm-hmm. things so she suggested that right after i go to arizona i have mm-hmm. to see a chiropractor mm-hmm. so i went and she herself find me like told me this doctor goes mm-hmm. here i used to go three times a week to a chiropractor mm-hmm. with massages and all those things mm-hmm. that was like kind of from there the things started going rough again mm-hmm. initially it was it was okay mm-hmm. it was so I, i i felt i was too busy with the baby mm-hmm. that i was not able to take care of me mm-hmm. right after so things uh, the chiropractor helped me a lot and mm-hmm. after a year of all these things i was getting better mm-hmm. but not completely mm-hmm. okay i mm-hmm. used to get stuck mm-hmm. i was making tortillas or cooking and your I back would just you know yeah, become yeah, stiff and jam, yeah jam mm-hmm, up and mm-hmm. even though uh, like uh, three times chiropractor was like hard to mm-hmm, go three right. times chiropractor one time massage every mm-hmm, week mm-hmm. that was the thing for a while and another problem i started having high heart palpitations mm-hmm. so my heart rate will be more than 120 130 while sitting while resting while resting mm-hmm. 
So they did all the testing. They couldn't find anything mm -hmm. that why it is. I was on a heart monitor for almost a month or so. Mm -hmm. I don't recall exactly, but it was more than a month. Mm -hmm. And on a resting rate. Mm -hmm. They couldn't find anything. They mm -hmm. did a lot of testing and they said like, maybe it's a genetic issue or something. Mm -hmm. They couldn't figure out. Later, one of my doctor, I think my naturopath, mm -hmm. she figured out that it was anemia. Mm, yeah. That was way later. Yeah. Way later. Mm -hmm. But they, they at least they said, oh, you are fine. Mm -hmm. So that was one thing that mm -hmm. you are not, you are, uh, there is no heart condition, nothing. Mm -hmm. But there's something which is bothering. Right. So I started more exercising, mm -hmm. working on, with, with going to the chiropractor. They used to give me strengthening exercises. Started, mm -hmm. I started going to gym and many more things. By around 2010, I was still working on these problems. Mm -hmm. I started having a new issue. Mm -hmm. I started got some kind of blisters mm -hmm. in my legs mm -hmm. after ant bites, mm -hmm. and I was started getting say colds and throw ups and many many different mm -hmm. all kind of allergic reactions. My hands will be swollen. Mm -hmm. I will have rashes all over, mm -hmm. red skin on my face, and. So I again saw the physician and they luckily had an allergist there. Mm -hmm. so they did all of allergy testing mm -hmm. and I was diagnosed with a gluten sensitivity mm -hmm. and a lot more sensitivities mm -hmm. with the fruits. Another mm -hmm. thing I recall that was uh, too many things to recall. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> I was having, if I, I, I love oranges mm -hmm. and we used to have a tree in our backyard. Mm -hmm. Orange tree, mm -hmm. and I was so excited that I will make orange juice mm -hmm. as soon as I will drink it. That's a fresh orange juice, mm -hmm. not the box one. And my tongue will be double in size. Mm -hmm. So I will uh, eat strawberries, my tongue will be double in size. Mm -hmm. And a lot of more uh, different fruits and mm -hmm. things. If I will eat the apple, I mm -hmm. used to throw up. Mm -hmm. So even you started becoming allergic to fruits too, yes. and not just reacting to gluten alone. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I will not, uh, like, there was no reaction to gluten as of we can see mm -hmm. so it was more fruits mm -hmm. okay more fruits okay so as soon as i will eat a fruit if it i will have an issue mm -hmm. so and uh, also i developed sun allergy mm -hmm. and that was a problem in arizona it's mm -hmm. so hard right. right and my daughter was in kindergarten and i used to go drive go mm -hmm. all the field trips and things so once in october i remember she was five year old i was kindergarten i went on a like not a sunny day it was a very light day mm -hmm. for a field a hairy rides and mm -hmm. all this. we went and when i came back i started itching i started eating there so mm -hmm. when i came back my face was blood red wow my nose was blood red mm -hmm. my tongue was swollen mm -hmm. and it was so much itching wow that i was washing my face with ice cold milk putting ice on it mm -hmm. there was Nothing. No relief. No Not relief. even from medications. No relief. And mm -hmm. I was on, and this was going on from a while. Mm -hmm. So I was not new, mm -hmm. but this was the worst. Right. Right. So I was on Allegra, Zyrtec, and I used to take two Zyrtecs a day, which was 24 hours, only one you're mm -hmm. supposed to take. Mm -hmm. And now the point was, before it was helping me. Mm -hmm. So, okay, I was managing, right. with, I will, uh, my tongue will be swelling, I will take a Zyrtec or I will take a Allegra or the, uh, whatever the antihistamine right. doctor will give me. But this time, it nothing 
was working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At that point in time, I was I actually thank my allergies mm-hmm. for many many things mm-hmm. because I was it was too bad. And one of my friend was a massage therapist. Mm-hmm. She's still my very good friend, mm-hmm. and her daughter, my daughter, used to be in the same kindergarten. We were still together in the field trip. Mm-hmm. So she suggested me seeing her naturopathic mm-hmm. doctor. Mm-hmm. She was like, "You're so you're not looking good at all. Mm-hmm. So it will be expensive, mm-hmm. but please try." Mm-hmm. So I was like, at that point, I was really fed up. Right. It was getting worse. Right. And nothing was helping me. Mm-hmm. My physician was very was a very good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. She was not able to help me. Right. So I saw this doctor. Mm-hmm. She is a chiropractor and a naturopathic mm-hmm. uh, phys- uh, doctor as well. Mm-hmm. And as well as she used to do a lot of energy work mm-hmm. and things. Mm-hmm. So she said, okay, let's uh, work on your diet. So she suggested me to switch to organic strawberries, mm-hmm. organic uh, fruits. Mm-hmm. And we were already doing organic meat by then. Mm-hmm. We were doing organic milk by then, mm-hmm. organic butter. At least some things right. uh, we were already switched on. So I started switching. Mm-hmm. The big change was I was able to eat strawberries when they were organic. Mm. But wasn't your oranges from your tree in the backyard organic already? They were, but I don't know. I was okay. not able to handle oranges. Yet. Okay. But strawberries, okay. she okay. did some treatment. She gave mm-hmm. me some herbs ah, and okay. she, all, she was also doing some chiropractic treatments mm-hmm. on me mm-hmm. and some energy work, a lot of things. So once you, she did all of that, you were able to start eating those kinds of things yes, back again as I long was. as it was organic. Okay. I was. So she also helped me with a lot of lentil allergies and things mm-hmm. as well. There mm-hmm. were many. So she slowly, she said, do this. Mm-hmm. And my son allergies started coming down mm-hmm. in three months. Mm-hmm. It was going better. Like I was feeling better. But something shifted and mm-hmm. I started having a really bad eczema on my hand. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Like mm-hmm. the blood will ooze out and Oof. all those things. It mm-hmm. was a really big patch. Mm-hmm. And as you know, people don't help. Right. They will taunt you right. for multiple things. And, right. But my weight was again up. Mm. My All my labs were up. Mm-hmm. My thyroid was up. My mm. cholesterol was up. Mm. Every single thing was high. Mm-hmm. Not looking good. Mm-hmm. So slowly she said like you should start on more on diet mm-hmm. and things. So I was like okay fine. I started as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So we stopped the white, uh, all the white flour. We mm-hmm. stopped it. We reduced drastically the fried food. Mm-hmm. We started having more fruits, but still I was not able to manage with fruits. Mm-hmm. I used to get migraines. Mm. And app, like she was suggesting eat apples, drink mm-hmm. more orange juice and things. If I will eat orange juice, uh, drink orange juice, I will get a migraine. Mm-hmm. If I eat an apple mm-hmm. on an empty stomach, mm-hmm. I will get migraine. Mm-hmm. I will be throwing up mm-hmm. all day long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was helping in some ways, not helping in mm-hmm. some ways. Mm-hmm. But... The big change was then slowly we started switching to organic vegetables and organic fruits, mm-hmm. especially the dirty dirt. Mm-hmm. That she said, that at least start from there. Right. So I was able to handle. And then I started more precaution that, hey, I am I cannot eat uh, strawberries outside if they're not organic. We mm-hmm. used to go to temples and all that. You would get fruits from mm-hmm. there. And I started being very, very cautious. Mm-hmm. By then. So things were kind of okay slowly. The eczema started going away. She mm-hmm. put me on a lot of probiotics, a mm-hmm. lot of different diets, mm-hmm. herbs, and homeopathy also. Mm-hmm. So things were going okay. Mm-hmm. Not bad, not good, kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of stabilized a little mm-hmm. bit. 
then the biggest problem was my weight was not coming down mm-hmm. even though i was exercising and mm-hmm. i gained a lot of strength with exercise mm-hmm. going to the gym mm-hmm. i had a personal trainer mm-hmm. lot of things were getting better but one fine day i pulled some muscle in a, in the gym mm-hmm. i was doing a lot mm-hmm. and i was excited mm-hmm. and I, i was able to do so much mm-hmm. and i'm getting back in shape mm-hmm. i pulled something mm-hmm. after that it was 2016 or 15 somewhere in around the 15 or 16 i was not able to go back to the gym i what i put nobody mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was really really bad mm-hmm. and i was kind of back to my all that jamming rib cage and uh, things uh-huh. started coming up we had a india trip in 2015 my mom had a heart attack and mm-hmm. we went seeing my mom suffer it was hard mm-hmm. but when i came back by then i was all we were already eating salads we were already doing a lot of diet mm-hmm. lot of diet mm-hmm. changes mm-hmm. but when i came back i decided to go further mm-hmm. and because obviously seeing your mom like that obviously you don't want to go through that right i mean if yeah. you want to change something and that's actually something that is i think worth applauding because a lot of people they kind of settle into well my father has it my mom has it maybe i'll have it and they actually go into fear instead of springing into action and i often say about how when we see something that is not right for us then we need to spring into action so we can actually change the course of our life instead of thinking that oh my god my mom or dad has it which means that i'm going to actually get it too no the thing was with me it was different because i decided i don't want it for my family uh-huh. and there was one more thing which i Uh, remember now i think 2014 15 all that time because we were already seeing a naturopath mm-hmm. and my naturopath moved mm-hmm. to a different uh, city mm-hmm. so she introduced me to different more mm-hmm. naturopathic doctors there and i was able to get much more uh, mm-hmm. from them mm-hmm. so we were already reading a book with by dr joel forman uh-huh. and we had a diet uh-huh. and by then mm-hmm. I was able to handle all the fruits mm-hmm. without any migraines, mm-hmm. without any throbs, mm-hmm. and we used to eat. Our breakfast was a pound or two of fruits mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. That was a breakfast mm-hmm. every single day. Mm-hmm. I was not eating any cooked food after that, mm-hmm. but my husband and daughter used to have some oats or something. Mm-hmm. and uh, that to our i used to I started juicing by that mm-hmm. time, so I will give them a green mm-hmm. juice. I will have a green juice for mm-hmm. me. and the savvy started adding salads in our mm-hmm. diet so mine was only salads and they were having uh, some like mung dal mm-hmm. uh, like a crisp or something mm-hmm. uh, or a little bit lentil rice or, mm-hmm. so we started shifting we mm-hmm. had a lot of dietary changes mm-hmm. in 2015 mm-hmm. result was right before going to india mm-hmm. we went in india in december 2015 my husband's all his labs were normal He, and he was off stat and he used to be before on it he used to yeah. be. so many people are on it you know yes 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 and that too thank you to my naturopathic doctor because she suggested me while she was treating me mm-hmm. one fine day i was just talking about him and right. he was like no 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 you are so he's so young mm-hmm. how why he's on statins mm-hmm. why on the blood pressure mm-hmm. medicine and then he started the journey with me mm-hmm. he started going to the gym he started mm-hmm. dieting and his he was off blood pressure medicines he was off cholesterol mm-hmm. medicines and he was what in his 30s early 30s early 30s early 30s when he yeah. was on blood pressure medication yes. and statins yes wow. and he yeah. was uh, i yeah uh, and i think 
No, if I remember, it was not. He was in his twenties, late twenties, wow. when they started in India. Okay. Because your father have blood pressure, you mm. are, your is a little bit high. He started off. Wow. Okay. So, but it was up and down, right. and so he was off all that, mm-hmm. and everything was going really well. Mm-hmm. When we came back, by then uh, my daughter was diagnosed with gluten allergies. Mm. She was again diagnosed with the milk protein allergy. Mm. And my naturopath told me that it's time for me also to mm-hmm. stop the gluten. Mm-hmm. That is something she was not able to treat. Mm-hmm. So I stopped it. Mm-hmm. I lost 10 pounds mm-hmm. in a month. Wow. Even though I was eating all the cooked food. No, that's wonderful. You know, this is actually a place where I want to point out that so many times when the body isn't able to, you know, process something, break down something, then it becomes toxic for you. In Ayurveda, that's what we say. What isn't digested is toxic for you, period, right? So which means that when we don't take that into consideration and we just keep eating the foods because we don't necessarily have an immediate reaction to it, but this can be more of, in some cases, it's even like in one of the other person that I actually interviewed, her son, when he eats gluten, he actually has more of a psychological, you know, behavioral issues and more like hyperactivity and things like that. So sometimes kids actually have reaction to foods in those kinds of ways as well. In women, it can actually mean like more weight gain and so on and so forth or hypothyroidism. So there can be so many things that can go wrong rather than thinking of it as, oh, I need to actually have diarrhea if I am not, you know, if I'm allergic to it or I need to have hives if I'm allergic to it. If I don't have these reactions and I'm not allergic to it, it's not really I think a good idea for our listeners. So, you know, listen to your body a little bit better than that. If, it not, if it's not making sense, like if let's say you are eating well and it's not making sense anymore that you're still not able to lose weight and all that, then we may need to think about what healthy foods that you eat that may still not be digesting properly, you know, that may not be good for your body. Yes, that was a big shocker to me. Mm-hmm. Another, uh... And I know you're, you actually grew up on... Weed primarily, right? Yes. So to actually stop that is extremely difficult and challenging. And it's almost like, what do you eat after that? <laughs> stopping milk was kind of okay. Mm-hmm. It was not a problem, much of a problem. Mm-hmm. But stopping wheat was mm-hmm. a problem. So mm-hmm. there, from there, I will say my all this, my food journey started. Mm-hmm. I started experimenting so much. Mm-hmm. I started reading about mm-hmm. gluten. I started reading what, what all... This will have gluten, that mm-hmm. will have gluten. Mm-hmm. So I started creating recipes. I started creating a lot more mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. to feed that five, six, six, seven years mm-hmm. old. But I started seeing differences in me. Mm-hmm. I lost 10 pounds all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Then I saw my, we were moving to Dallas in mm-hmm. 2016. Again, a move, lot of stress. Mm-hmm. Before coming, I was just going to my dentist, seeing mm-hmm. my eye doctor, everybody. And mm-hmm. I... I don't have to mm-hmm. right away find somebody. And my eye doctor said that I used to have severe kind of bumps inside my eye. Wow. And she prescribed me a really expensive eye drop uh-huh. for that. And she asked me, what did you do? Uh-huh. Not a single bump. Ah, wow. And it was there mm-hmm. from 2018 till 20. 2008 you mean Two, sorry yeah 2008 uh-huh. since 2008 till 2015 mm. so i stopped the gluten, gluten. around that time. Mm-hmm. so 2016 april i saw her mm. and she said not a single pump. wow how interesting do? that you know inflammation was even in your eyes that actually got better once the inflammation kind of calmed down because you took out the food that was causing the inflammation. I told her, mm-hmm. I know the only new thing is I stopped wheat. Mm-hmm. And she was like, huh. She yeah. was not convinced. Right. But she said <laughs> that, 
but i can see the difference mm-hmm. so maybe that was mm-hmm. so that was another big thing because i got rid of that iv mm-hmm. which i was taking after that i started detoxing more mm-hmm. by that time i had three naturopaths mm-hmm. two three chiropractors mm-hmm. massage therapists there was the whole team all whole mm-hmm. different right. and uh, but i started i started on a very very severe like um, intense mm-hmm. detox mm-hmm. i was on juices and fruits mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. for three months mm-hmm. before that was going on while the, we were moving mm-hmm. every single lab mm-hmm. lab was normal mm-hmm. i was no more anemic mm-hmm. i was drinking so much green juice mm-hmm. and eating the fruits and the things and this and is important to note as well because a lot of people think oh you know we'll become protein deficient right you know that's a big deal actually whenever even i put i mean i have put you on as well <laughs> i put you on steamed veggies you know for like what a few months maybe yes. <laughs> so so when people when we do those kinds of detoxification people immediately think oh i'm going to actually become protein deficient i'm going to become this deficient that deficient one of the things is i mean as long as we are eating we are never going to become protein deficient and this is something that i want the listeners to hear and understand as well because the detoxification obviously for all the years of abuse the body has gone through and not healing from any of those things these are all things that actually heal the body without actually putting more burden on the body so you took out all the inflammatory foods and you actually put foods that are anti-inflammatory antioxidant rich which means that the body just started healing quickly and so even though and i think the word detoxification scares people because they think they are in the bathroom all day long every day <laughs> and that's not what it means <laughs> right but that's not what it means but that's the reason i'm clarifying that because the moment you're saying that i am sure that there are somebody who's like oh my god and i have seen that in practice right so many people would be like oh you're saying detoxification am i going to be in the bathroom can i take this and go to work and i always tell people no of course you're going to have better bowel movements than you ever did before and that's good but you are not going to be having diarrhea all day every day it just means that your pathways are going to open and do what they're supposed to be doing that's what detoxification means which means the cells become unburdened from all of the toxicity that was holding on to and now the cells can actually start functioning better so that's what detoxification is for our listeners i want you to be clear about that all right go yeah, on so after that i met you mhm 2016 november i still remember yeah and the whole new journey started yes. with homeopathy yes i was already doing homeopathy but starting coming meeting you was uh, more and more homeopathy mm-hmm. and a lot of things changed after mm-hmm. that i started working with you mhm and i also did uh, the nutrition certifications yes. and learned so much in the practice while yes. working here yes since then no going back mhm and right now i am grain free mm-hmm. i cook grain free mm-hmm. i am gluten free mm-hmm. i am vegan the mm-hmm. whole family is right mm-hmm. now and i don't feel we are missing anything deprived of anything deprived of anything mm-hmm. we make cakes mm-hmm. yes we do mm-hmm. uh, on uh, with no oil no sugars mm-hmm. or coconut sugar something mm-hmm. with that on special occasions we do a lot of things you know mm-hmm. pastas but they are lentil pastas mm-hmm. they're not the wheat mm-hmm. pastas mm-hmm. we do noodles mm-hmm. we do millet noodles sometimes mm-hmm. although i'm grain free but sometimes i do take mm-hmm. uh, millet noodles so there is what i want to say is it's like don't be afraid there is everything has a substitute right there is a substitute to a oreo which right. is much healthier than the actual oreo right. there is a substitute to the another cracker do you want to give some uh, substitutes to our listeners so they actually can open their eyes and see there's maybe other things because i know a lot of people 
become scared. Even taking one thing out of their diet makes them feel like they won't be able to eat anything. And so I think, you know, because you are a culinary nutritionist as well, and her website is poojaagrawal.com. And we'll actually have her website on the description. So you can actually go and click and see what she does. And she actually offers now, uh, as I said, she's an entrepreneur now. So even though she was a part of our practice before, now she has actually, you know, spread her wings and, you know, going and helping other people. And I love that because, you know, she actually took what was seemingly all this difficulty and made that into something that could be beautiful. So she can actually support and help people who have allergies, who actually think that this is not possible for them, that this is this healing isn't possible. You know, I mean, she has beautiful skin, you know, her blood work is great. So she has actually come a long way and not taking any medications. So it, it's a long way, but she has actually found so many things which wasn't commonly available back then, but she made it because she never gave up on herself or her child. She was always, you know, willing to learn and finding people in her life, the team that she was talking about to be able to get where she needed to be. So if that is possible for her, this is possible for you as well. And you can also get her help if you are someone who is kind of having allergies and you don't know how to cook with those kinds of things. She has a lot of resources because she has done it herself. And there's no other better way of learning than through experience. <laughs> yes, I am starting a recorded course uh -huh. because I was like, I'm doing one-on-one -on -one consultation right now, mm -hmm. but it's very hard for people right. to get time out when I do online classes mm -hmm. and all. So I am very soon going to start to record it courses uh -huh. so people can uh, do it on their own. Perfect. Some substitutes I can say like, I know kids love pasta. Mm -hmm. So that's, it's okay. Right. I, I myself make twice a week pasta. Make it with a lot of veggies. Mm -hmm. And instead of the wheat pasta, switch to chickpea pasta, mm -hmm. switch to a lentil pasta. Mm -hmm. It might be a little hard in the initial, mm -hmm. but don't tell them. Right. Just right. make it nice. And I think even quinoa sauce. pasta is another option. There is a quinoa pasta as yes. well. Yes. And so if you are someone who actually eats rice but not gluten or having issues with gluten, then brown rice pasta is also available. So yes. there are so many options available now. All you have to do is just go to some health food stores like maybe Sprouts, Whole Foods, Trader Joe's. These are all good options to start looking at. Even Vinco for that matter has a lot of bulk section and you would be able to get a lot of things from there. Any yes. other things? Like if you are going gluten-free, mm -hmm. you can uh, make lentil dosas. Mm -hmm. You can have regular dosas. Like mm -hmm. I don't eat rice. Mm -hmm. So I go more for the lentil ones. Mm -hmm. so like crepes. Yes. Uh -huh. yes. Crepes. Yes. Or kind of a lentil pancake mm -hmm. or something like that right. with a lot of veggies mm -hmm. in it. And mm -hmm. try to put more veggies. Mm -hmm. That is what I do. I right. steam veggies or I uh, even a little bit oil is okay. Yeah. And if you are using canola oil or mm -hmm. the safflower oil, mm -hmm. switch it to avocado oil mm -hmm. or coconut oil. Mm -hmm. um, but too much of a... Right. Healthier healthy oils, oils because vegetable oils as well as soybean oil, uh, they're all actually extremely inflammatory for the body. For the most part, actually, most oils have more omega-6s than we would like it to be, but some oils are just worse, and those are the ones. And canola oil, if it's only organic, it's okay. If it is regular, you cannot consume it. It's just pure poison for your body. Uh, you really want to be switching over to also, if you're cooking with it, obviously, it has to have high heating points so that it doesn't actually deteriorate as you're heating it. So typically many oils actually do that. So you want to be kind of aware of that avocado oil is a good one. Sesame oil is great. And I know that some people have allergies to those kinds of things. So you want to be aware of that. Coconut oil again is another one. So yeah. Any other substitutions that you want to offer people? 
I will also suggest one thing. It's not actually food cookware. Ah uh-huh. ha! Ah yes, good point. Great point. Because that yes. is another thing which mm-hmm. I did a long mm-hmm. bag. Uh, no non-stick at all. Mm-hmm. Either cast iron or stainless steel mm-hmm. or glass. Mm-hmm. Yes. To like to that. Ceramic. Ceramic. So that is one yes. thing which is. equally important as yes. the food i agree 100% i couldn't i mean see this is the reason why we need to actually have pooja here <laughs> because she brought up some points that are extremely valuable you know we talk about these kinds of things as to how much toxicity comes from the cookware you use because the cookware if you don't know what it is made up of then you shouldn't be using it <laughs> you know it's that simple and it shouldn't have like 100 different layers and you don't know what is underneath and all that it should be simple enough it should be pure stainless steel it should be pure iron it should be pure glass right things like that which are inert they don't really react with your foods but there are other things that actually do react with your foods and it's very important to not use those aluminum toxicity is huge we talk about that often on our facebook and instagram uh, as to how much it actually causes brain toxicity and uh, you know nickel is another one that can actually cause lead is another one so you really want to be careful and if you're using cast iron this is something that i do want to mention here you don't really want to cook anything sour in there mm-hmm. because it actually does react with sour food so yes. don't cook anything sour in iron pots and pans but you can use that for you know other things uh, same thing applies for the bakeware yes while baking correct make sure and if you have a non stick uh, make sure that you are having good liners mm-hmm. yes like unbleached, silicone liners unbleached uh, paper unbleached yes. baking paper yes. and all yes. those things yes parchment papers you can actually get unbleached ones you can actually get silicone you know pads for that if you are already using bakewares that have aluminum and all of that then it's a good idea to actually do these kinds of things good point another uh, thing i substitute i would like to uh, give is candies uh-huh. so for candies there are a lot of good brands especially halloween right yes yeah and day to day also like okay uh, the kids are small they want they want a treat so there are a lot of good brands out there mm-hmm. and i will post something okay. on my uh, okay. pa- facebook page as okay. well soon so there are different good chocolates okay. good candies uh-huh. which you can sub yes They yes. might not like so there is one brand that I particularly care for when you say chocolates. I am not a fan of candies, <laughs> but I can't really give any substitutes for it. I'll let you do that. But ca- uh, chocolates, uh, I definitely love my dark chocolate. <laughs> so Hue, H U is a great brand. I mean, it's very clean. You know, doesn't have many ingredients. It's also actually, I mean, you know, if you eat a small piece, like you know, whenever I put people on diet and they're like, "Can I just have chocolate?" I'm like, "Okay, go buy this chocolate, but you can have like one little bar of that." you know piece of that you yes. know once in a while so yeah that's great good. points another thing they can substitute start substituting dates mm-hmm. if they want to eat sweet mm. have some nice dates yes. on yes. hand yes. cranberries mm-hmm. or raisins, raisins. Mm-hmm. those can be and they, they can be a snack for kids as yes. well because yes. that is another problem yes. we face that they my kid oh you don't understand they right. like this but they are kids why you that the and i have heard that from long long the poor right. baby right <laughs> i am not giving her anything i understand completely and another uh, substitute that i want to actually share here because you know pooja inspired me now is you know a lot of time crunchies right a lot of people like crunchy stuff and that's where they are like chips you know or crackers or cookies so instead like garbanzo beans you can actually cook it and then you can actually mix whatever your favorite spices are you can actually put it in there marinate it for a little bit of time and then just spread it on a baking pan and bake it and it comes out super crispy it's so delicious and your kids will start loving it so just put the spices that they like you know don't make it super hot or anything but 
things like that. And you can even actually make it barbecue style, you know, because a lot of kids love barbecue style. So you can actually add some, maybe a little bit of maple syrup if you want um, in it so that it actually becomes a little sweeter and they would enjoy that. So those are all the things that we have for today. I really appreciate you, Pooja, for Thank you so much, being Amir, here. Oh, I mean, me here. it's always wonderful. You know, it's been a while since we actually got yes. to, uh, you know, spend any time together. But I'm, you know, grateful that you came today and we got to talk about all of these <laughs> things and catch up a little bit. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. I know that you have places to go and, you know, things to do. I really appreciate you spending this time with me, with us, and listening to the stories that people have to share. And if this is a story that inspires you, and if this is a health journey that actually makes you learn something, maybe there's somebody else that needs to hear this as well. So please do show us some love and share this with all your friends and family. I'll see you in two weeks. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.